Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. Thank you guys for listening. As always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate all the support that you give out. It's been nothing but love. And because of that, I've been motivated to kind of step out of my comfort zone a little bit and make a new friend, right? Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. What's up, people? I'm Orly Israel, and I run Orly's Listening Table, which hopefully will become everyone's listening table at some point. Yeah. Uh, Today, I had venture join me at this listening table this was listening table number 76 we set up in hermosa beach and on the sign i got these uh, on the table i got these signs they say here to listen and then no judgment no advice no charge and what we do is we let people come up who want to be heard uh, who don't have someone to talk to necessarily maybe someone who does have someone to talk to but someone who will be you know it's hard to be a good listener so we try and listen to them, show them that being listened to is doable. I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist. I have studied a little bit of communication skills, but not to a level that would be inaccessible to somebody. So the goal is to make it so that I can listen to you, you feel heard. You feel heard, you feel seen, you feel good. And then you take that to your people, your friends, your family, your loved ones. And then you say, well, I can actually do that same thing. I just have to listen. And then we can spread this all over the world. Dude, and just a little bit of background about how I hit you up is just right now, everybody go follow like Orly's Listening Table. That's the whole handle, right? Yeah, just O-R-L-Y. Or- yep, O-R-L-Y's Listening Table. It's it's a dope page. Like it's so cool how you're running it. It's authentic as fuck. And like I could feel the realness. That's why I had to reach out to you. And it was just a simple DM on Instagram. Like I was like, yo, hey, you know, I run natural thoughts and talks, dude. Do you think that maybe and I didn't even want initially to like go to the table because I felt like that was asking too much. But I was just like, like, I want to go to the table, but let at, at least let me get you on the podcast to hear about it. And now I think that this is gonna be such a better episode because you were able to provide the experience of um like letting me shadow you at the table and actually be there and like be present and it's crazy what you're doing dude it's a tool to where i think it was so unnatural being a listener because for the last 22 years of my life i've been developing myself as the most powerful leader that i can be you know what i mean just all that traditional like you got to push through it you got to go you got to motivate people go 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 and listening is something to where like being with hannah has brought out a different side of me to be like no 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 communication is literally mostly listening at the end of the day even if it's not directly listening it's indirectly you know having your ear to the streets kind of trying to figure out what's going on so the only thing i got to say this episode brother is bro this is not the listening table this is you're gonna have to talk all right (laughs) so we spent you know a better part of two to three hours just you know funneling in info ciphering data but i want to hear about this idea because you're onto something really fucking big man that's why i hit you up is because like i'm able to see it i'm able to like recognize certain patterns within like people to where i go oh no this thing's going to be really big and even if it's not like it's still it should be you know what i mean so yeah take us to the beginning bro like what is the deal with the listening table give our listeners a little bit of background on how you started it all right buckle up yeah it's a little bit of a story you know i'm gonna do the i'm gonna do the longer version because i can yeah feel free to add your voice in every once in a while just say like what's up oh yeah for true it's all good if you relate to anything because uh i I, ideally it's relatable you know going way back to when i was a kid i grew up in a family two younger brothers mom and dad two younger brothers live in the same house 
something that I feel like was pretty normal was families fight. You know, one of my brothers expressed himself in a way that uh, made other people upset. You know, saying sometimes saying things that when he was younger trigger people on purpose. You know, uh, and me, I was just a violent kid. You know, if he says something mean to me, I'm just gonna smack him because that'll get him to stop. You know, and then and then there was a circle. There was a circle of you know, okay, one person will fight with someone else. Someone who's upset will say something mean to someone else, and then all of a sudden, like everyone's got a problem. Not crazy problems, you know. No one's like getting aggressively, like out of. I what I'm saying is like I feel like this is probably something normal, like brother shit. Yeah, like yeah. brother shit. You know, just like get out of my room or I'll punch you and then it's like no you can't hang out with us all like give me that shit you know like oh it's my turn to play at xbox or at gamecube um but just like a realization uh that families like fighting is normal you know and then at some point so my dad this is the second part is a tv writer uh and i always was really interested in what he did uh because he could tell stories and I loved reading. From, from the day I could read, I knew I wanted to be a writer. And the cool thing that I learned about writing is that subtext, right? Like, in any scene, there's what they're talking about and then what they're really talking about, right? Like, someone's having an argument about blah, 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 blah. But it's actually, you know, the, he misses the person and wants them to recognize the, whatever. Any good scene will have subtext. And when you're a writer, you have to pick. What are they going to say and what do they really mean? And I just kind of realized at some point in my life, like, okay, our family is fighting about this, but this isn't what, it's not about cleaning your room. You know, it's not about, like, wanting to play Xbox more. It's about, like, feeling like not respected or feeling like you're not seen. And I was thinking just, like, what if I could skip the surface level and just get straight to the, the bottom? And I thought that was really profound at the time because I was, like, 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, so that's part one. It's me just thinking like, wow, what if I could understand what people meant when they really said it? And I thought this was crazy, but I know, you know, this is, this is listening 101, business leadership 101, you know, just hear, hear what's being said. Um, that was part one of me getting to this table. Um, then I went to college, you know, and I had this thought of wanting to be, telling stories that would inspire people because i got inspired by stories you know even ash ketchum like be the very best you know i was fucking like like i could be the very best you know guys in anime who never give up I'm like yeah the power of friendship you know overcomes it's always about like digging deep uh and so i was really inspired by characters i wanted to inspire the people with characters i created um and then i also really cared about communication skills after a while and my parents were always saying, you know, if you care about communication skills, you want to change the world about that, take a class, take a communication class, compare communicating. I was always like, no, 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 I'll figure it out on my own. And then I'll make a book about it when I'm 65 years old, because then I'll be ready. And then somebody told me in a conversation, just this guy I'd met maybe once, you know, but he was in the same room as me for a while and he was an older guy. And he's like, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to change the world by communication skills. Well, 65, I'll write a book because I'll figure it out by then when I'm ready. And he says, well, if you wait till you're ready, you're never going to do it. Yeah. And that really impacted me. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll take a communication class. I'll start doing something today, whatever it can be. Maybe I'll make some Instagram videos or listen to some podcasts and just repeat whatever I hear on social media, even though I didn't really like doing that because I felt like I wasn't adding to it. But then I took these communication classes. And there's one by this guy, Oren J. Sofer, who is awesome. I probably have his book in the bookshelf back here. It's called Say What You Mean. Uh, 
and I took a class of his online. It was like super affordable, like 300 bucks for 12 weeks, uh, which I'd recommend to everybody uh, if he's still doing it. And the first half of the class, the first six weeks were all about listening. Listen first and figure out what you're going to say. But in the third class, he said, learning how to communicate is like swimming. You can read as many books on swimming or take as many classes on swimming as you want. But until you get in the water, you're not going to know how to do it. Yeah. And I that day, in my journaling, I was like, okay, i got to figure something out. I'm not ready to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. What am I going to do? I made a list of things. Setting up a table with here to listen on it was one, like the easiest thing on my list. Everything else was like some big stuff, change the world, get, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the other one was just like learn how to listen by setting up a table and listening to people. So I did it. The next, uh, that week, I made a sign out of paper and tape. I didn't even have a marker. I just made letters out of tape. The blue is terrible. I sat out in a park one day across from a school right, right nearby. I sat there for like an hour and a half. And I was there for an hour. Well, the, now we're talking about the, the first table. But I was there for about an hour and a half. And one guy stopped by in the middle and he's like, Oh, this is cool. Listening's good. And then he left. He's like, people should listen. I was like, okay, whatever. And then a woman parked her car, like did a U-turn, parked her car, got out, sat down at the table and told me for like 20 minutes about how she was dealing with something, some, something, uh, you know, a squatter in her rental property. And I was like, whoa. You know, she thanked me for listening. I asked some good questions because I was practicing listening reflected she felt great she left and i was like this is awesome i feel like i learned how to be a listener i feel like i got to connect with somebody i'm gonna do this again and that is the story i'll tell and i'll bring you back into this conversation because i want to hear your voice in my headphones yeah but that's my story of how i started the table dude i like that and i want to know just as we're like before we start getting into the nitty-gritty how'd you get the balls to even really like I'm going to go sit out on the street and not look like a bum, but, you know, be one of those people, like the performer <laughs> people. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Because yeah, yeah. as we're walking around Hermosa, bro, I've grown up at the beach my whole life. It's You always see the guy performing, playing mm-hmm. the fiddle or something, and you're like, what's that guy doing? Like, there's a, they're always a little bit off. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of conditioned to be like, don't be the person bothering people mm-hmm. on the street. But you found a way to do it to where you've become like a magnet to people. Instead yeah. of being like positive, positive, where you kind of, you know, you're walking straight, you see the crazy guy, you walk around, right. but you're like, they see you and they're drawn to it. Yeah, the group so, of people all trying to come around, yeah. gather around, gather around. Mm-hmm. It, you, you're at the point now where you, you need a second table. Like there's people who will be talking and then you'll start a line and yeah. then they're like, geez, can this bozo get up so I can get my <laughs> something off my chest? And you can see you're just like, like the demand is so much bigger than yeah. what we're adding right now. And it's like, I'm going to pull my phone up because I had a list of like reflections and stuff. You see my phone? Where is it at? Is it huh. on the bed? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh no, it's in my little kangaroo pouch right here. True. But, because I like being prepared, I got like 10 mm-hmm. things on here. Um, well, I want to answer your question while you're looking that up. Go ahead. It's a classic, this is a classic, probably Tony Robbins thing, classic life coach thing. It's like, life is outside your comfort zone. And I was like, I got to do something that I'm not prepared for. And that was sitting down in public and sitting there looking like a bozo. Looking like some guy who's like, asking people to look at him. And so that's why I wanted to do something I wasn't comfortable with. And doing it before you gained the following. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Before you had uh, just creating, seeing it before it actually existed. I think that's something also mm -hmm. that I'm really big on is, yeah, uh, it's really hard to do something when you only have five followers, right? Because you, you, you sort of feel like a... There, there's an imposter syndrome in that. There's almost like a, it's, it's very hard to overcome unless you have that confidence developed to be like, no, 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 no. This is something that I'm really, I really care about. I'm really into it. So I also wanted to ask through your, what is it? Seven, what, what, what number was I part of? 76. 70, okay. Through your 75 other um, tables, have you learned that can anybody become a good listener? I gotta imagine. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't seen anyone necessarily transform besides people who have sat with me behind the table multiple times, which is all of three people, um, four people. But I believe that anyone could become a good listener. I think that it is just about accepting that you can improve, which is the beginning. Yeah, I'm with that. And dude, it's just like some of the weirdest things helping you with the table today was I was nervous the first maybe 20 minutes a little like shaky a little out of your comfort zone yeah and I get that feeling the it's the natural feeling that when I feel it I have to lean into it because I know that's where my success comes from as far as like oh start a podcast uh I'm feeling a little weird doing mm. this thing let me lean into yeah. it now I'm really good at it and I'm Sounds developing like my you know my voice and my skill set behind that so it's like I felt that same energy and it's pretty rare, dude. Like I was the kid in school. Tell me how you were in school that like, I can't sit in a class more than you got seven minutes, like max. If you, if we sit down, you got seven minutes or else I'm out of here. I've already checked out. If it's True. not physically, dude, before COVID, I would, I wouldn't, if COVID didn't happen, I wouldn't have finished college. The fact that they were able to give me the fucking online classes mm -hmm. that I could, you know, just whoop-de-whoop, bing-bang, yeah. get it out. Before, literally, I remember sitting there like the week before COVID and I was just like, I can't listen to this guy anymore. Sure. There's no way I can sit here and listen for an hour and a half for something that he could have sent me an email about. Do that. You know what I mean? Do the, It was just the inefficiency. Mm -hmm. My mind's crazy. Like, I just want to go, 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 go. So as a communicator, I'm developing the listening side of it. We talked about that earlier, dude. And my biggest um, barrier in the beginning was I wanted to try to like fix every person that sat down. I used to do that within all my intimate relationships too. If somebody goes and they go, uh, oh, geez, I'm having a bad day. I yeah. go, why are you having a bad day? How can I make it better? Oh, yeah, I'm sore right now from that workout. Why the fuck you sore, bro? Did you stretch? Did hmm. you recover? Did you do this? Or did yeah, you go yeah. too heavy? Why'd you do this? You know what I mean? So, and then it got to the point where like, even the, like the women that I was with would be like, I don't need you to like try to fix my problems. Right. And that was the thing that sparked it. And that's actually what kind of led me here as far as like people don't really want to be saved every single time they tell you information. And the reason why I came to that conclusion is because when I used to talk to people, the only time I would open my mouth is if I had to communicate an order, a direction, something that can be done with the words versus just like, I'm not feeling good today. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would never say that. Mm -hmm. I would never say I'm having a bad something day. Something that's not actionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just only... something to be seen, just something like be like, oh, this is what's going on with me. Yeah. It would be like, yo, bro, uh, can you can you come you want to go get something to eat? Yeah. Yes or no. Like that's about it. So it's just super cool. And I 
like we can go ahead and just get into sort of our experiences w- with the table today. Like, I first want to just double click in on something you said. You like that terminology? Yeah. I put that up from Gary V. Because mm-hmm. uh, you said something like, I, I don't need you to fix this. And if anyone's listening and wondering, like, how can I be a better communicator immediately? It's not just about listening, but you can tell somebody, like, hey, I want to tell you something. I'm not looking for solutions. And that's just like one person in the commun- on, in the conversation can be practicing being better communicator. So you can set it up in advance. If the person who may not be the best listener, you can say to them, hey, I'm going to tell you something. Just want you to know it. I'll tell you when I want solutions for it. So just if you're trying to take one thing away, you can also help someone become a good listener by telling them how you want them to listen. Yeah. I'm with hey, that. I'd love, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, and I would love your opinion on what I can do about it. And then all of a sudden they know how are they participating as the conversation. Oh, you want me to help problem solve. Or, hey, I just had a bad day. I want you to tell you about it. And then I don't want to talk about it at all. And it's like, okay, you're giving them a place instead of just saying like, here's something that, uh, but I'm not going to tell you what to do with it. You know, it's like, you know, you're giving someone like an uncooked banana bread and the oven is on and you're like, well, do you want me to put it in the oven? It's like, you got to tell them, hey, put this in the oven yeah. or just hold it because I'm doing something else. Okay. Go into, go into now back into your... I love banana bread, but <laughs> I also love how authentic your table setup is. Like you didn't, you didn't get the best uh, graphic design team to try to create something that was... You don't have a fancy canopy with like... <laughs> you don't like this? Uh, <laughs> you don't like this? Here to I listen. Like a ruler. Here to listen. No judgment, no advice, no charge. It, it's all you need. It's the meat and bones. It's the coach uh, Southwest spirit flight version (laughs) of no, nothing fancy, bro. No peanuts, no, no in flight. There's no No beverages. No, they're like, (laughs) bro, your seatbelt may or may not work. Like that's what it's about. And that's kind of the message that I'm like, I fucked with. It was like, oh no, this dude's raw as hell right now. Like you can tell he's definitely in the trenches doing it. And I think that's part of the appeal too, is like, you're not fancy I'm not fancy, like the person who's coming up. So let's just sit down and talk. And that adds, there seriously is like once production gets too high, right? And you can talk about like your TV background too, is like once shit gets too fancy, it's not relatable anymore. Well, something that I got some, I wouldn't call this beef because I freaking love the people who do this. Um, But there, there is a huge trend of, Find someone who's having a bad day and give them like a thousand bucks or a car or ten thousand dollars. Oh, you know, yeah. there's a million views every video. It's mm-hmm. easy to do for someone who can do it. Uh, but like, you can't do. It. I mean, I don't know, but you probably can't do it. I, can't I mean, do like it. most of the listeners. Oh, I want to make someone's day, but I don't have a thousand dollars to go give someone in a Best Buy if they're gonna buy me a you know a pack of batteries because they tell them I'm a dollar short. It's like you can't do that. So what I'm trying to do is say like everyone can do this. I, I spent. You know, I had the table, but the table cost 60 bucks. You know, for $100, you could set up a listening table. But for $0, you can listen to somebody else. So that's, that. like, the authentic rawness is accessibility. It's not saying, like, there is no buy-in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really important to me. And the thing that I liked was I got so much... 
I, dude, it was it was three times as good as I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to do a listening table. It turned out to be a listening table where not only did you get to catch up with old friends that you thought just dropped off the crazy. face of the earth randomly. Crazy. That's what happens down by the beach too. Is like you just see people or you're like, what? That I wasn't what I thought. And then on top of that, we got to connect and like network with newer people that just came up and just decided. Like it literally. I don't want to say it couldn't be easier, but it's like when, how often do you get to sit on your ass and four, several people come up and they're like, Hey, can I have your contact info? Like, can I do this and this? And it's just like, it was such a beautiful thing that you're building and you're right on a nerve, dude. Like you're literally on a cord that you're just like ripping your way through and you're just riding it. And it's so smooth and it's so cool. And like, Dude, I think we should just start about the table. So we go, we show up. Yep, we show up. We find our parking spot down behind uh, Baja Sharkies or wherever it was over there. And your cheapest parking in Hermosa. Yep, your usual spot. Well, actually, the cheapest parking in Hermosa is up that big ass fucking hill. Then I gotta carry the table. You're right, but guess what? I'm not gonna honest. If I was in charge, we'd be carrying the table down that goddamn (laughs) hill because I'm not paying the fucking parking, bro. So, anyways, we uh, find the parking. Um, we go to the usual spot, which is what, by the surfer dude statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had three bros playing guitars, uh, kind of blasting music in our spot. So mm-hmm. what do we do? We pivot transition, find a backup plan. We just set up right there, kind of on the other side of the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. set it up, fire up the here to listen signs, do it. And literally within, I thought it was going to take some time. This was like, I thought it was gonna be like fishing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You throw that line in and you're just like, mm, all right, we're going to see what happens, bro. We threw it Every in. Every time is different, though. Five minutes. With, I don't even know if we – we started at 2.30. I looked down at like 2.35 and we already had our first – what do you call them? Not a list Talker? Share? Speaker? Share? Share. Right out the gate. Um, uh, a foreign man. Yeah, Older Antonio. gentleman. Antonio. We Well, we're – putting names out there and all what, that what are you Doesn't gonna do matter. with that what are you gonna do with antonio oh they're gonna track antonio with the foreign, foreign accent out, bro they're gonna find they're gonna bro, get antonio dude more than that. watch it shout out to antonio though but he was on vacation it seemed like by himself from what we could gather and for some kind of workshop some kind of meditation workshop okay and he just plopped down and we just started talking about like his vacation and um what else did he talk about? He was talking about because like, he resonated with the listening. You know, he was talking about because I said you were the silent observer. Now to give some context to what that means, when I set up the table, I'm the guy who talks, active listening. Uh, but when there's two of us, and I try and keep it real simple. The person who's with me today was Venture, doesn't say anything. Silent observer, and and because you're the silent observer, and I tell the person, you know, this is going to be silent. He gets to hear everything that he would want to say without having to say it. Uh, so he was a silent observer, and I mentioned that to this guy. He's a silent observer. And then this guy went on a thing, which was hard to hear because it was loud, and he was talking quietly. And he had a very thick accent yeah. from, did you get where he was from? Or, cause I was I didn't... from Cabo, but now we're putting him on the spot. Mm, no, he was not from Cabo. That was like a, really? You think he was Hispanic? He spoke Spanish. Ah, oh, okay. I was getting like a a Spain vibe, like a European. I yeah, don't even I don't know. know though. But I don't it know was, where it was from. Anyways, um, he. But started... something that I think is cool just to mention is because like classic question you ask people, and you brought this up at some point later, which we'll get into when we go to all the further down, is like one of the classic first questions anyone asks anyone else is like, "Where are you from?" Yeah. But when you take when you take that question out, when you take all the questions out, you just let them talk, and then you don't have to. 
you know, then you get to get in some. And then you realize that he's a citizen of earth. It doesn't really matter where he's from. True. You see what I'm saying? That yeah. was part of the Steven. things where we got such a diverse crowd today mm-hmm. where it goes, oh, it doesn't matter where you're from. Because right. as soon as you hear, I'm from Mexico, something goes in your head, right? You yeah, go, then you start going, oh, I know someone in Mexico. We're in Mexico. Maybe we can connect something. Maybe we can find some common ground. Uh-huh. But if you just come at it from uh invisible border of sure. hey we're from the fucking globe now you go oh no yeah you know you're a person i'm a person mm-hmm. and we're you know i love yeah. you you love me like right. it's one of those things where he started off slow talking about like his books and stuff like that and then he i had my first experience of like oh and then you know i'm suicidal like he started talking about do you and have you gotten tired of life yeah have he, you gotten to the point in your life where you're tired of it yet well, yeah. that was go ahead tough man that was Something I don't know if you know about me, but I on Fridays I do the suicide hotline as a volunteer. Okay. And so that like triggered a little like, mm, uh oh. Don't skip suicide over that. Hotline. How'd you get started with the suicide hotline? Well, I started doing this table. Okay. And I did this. I started this table almost a little more than a year ago. So it, I'd done the table three times. Then I went to Thanksgiving dinner, and someone at Thanksgiving dinner said, "Oh, I love this table thing you're doing. You should volunteer for the suicide hotline." Um, and I said, yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing. Cause I want to know how they teach listening. Um, that makes sense because I want to learn how I can teach listening. And so I signed up, you know, interviewed, got accepted. Um, because obviously, you know, um, because obviously yeah, I got you. Saying. Yeah. Cause uh, you got skills. You know, I got their, you. Their training is so intense. You know, it's 12 weeks, twice a week. It's like 12 hours a week, uh, with homework. Oh, wow. Hella homework. Man. Uh, and so I'm just like, okay, sure. You know, and the guy said his thing about being suicidal, and he asked the question, was, are you tired of life? Which, uh, I mean, we could talk for, for yeah, a while about yeah. that. But, uh, and I was just like, damn, you know. Damn, I was like, hell no, I'm not tired of life. Right, like, I was right, like, right. I love living. But that's something, too, to where as we build this network and we go, that's not the first suicide mm-hmm. story I've even had on the podcast yeah. as far as, like, it's it's more common than you think, and I think that if you're not somebody who is suicidal, you, you don't think about it, and you don't really have empathy for those who are going through those tough times. So it's like, I almost don't understand what that's like, but I do understand that I think it takes somebody who's been in that position to help somebody who is there currently. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a drug addict, I don't, I think that a former addict would be the best person to sort of help you out of those dark times what do you think i don't know uh, i don't know but eh, it's hard but tired because i'm sure like tony robbins wasn't a drug addict and i'm sure he's helped tons of drug addicts you know who is better to help somebody is probably someone with empathy for sure someone who can get an experience i don't know man it's it's a really hard thing to talk about is like helping people because at the hotline you're not supposed to help people okay you're helping them help themselves in a certain way uh, because, like, you can't make their lives better. You can just delay them killing themselves, really, is, like, the goal. Okay, we're not going to fix everything in your life or anything in your life. We're going to try and get you to a place where you think that you are willing to not end your life today, okay. right? You're willing to go to sleep, get a good night's sleep, wake up in the morning, do something that you care about, get yourself in a better headspace to see, okay, maybe I have other options that can make my life better. Because that woman, uh, the second woman who stopped by was going through the crazy, the crazy, very, very sad. And I never heard that story before. But I wanted to finish this first guy. Yeah, but she, because she said, we'll get to the guy. But yeah. she also said, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I might be my life's not worth living anymore. You yeah. You get that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you want, that's such an easy thing to want to, you know, it's hard to listen when someone says like they're going to think about killing themselves because you're like, got to pull out all the stops to help them and that's how I was life. feeling. Yeah. And I kind of just was like, I'm going to listen and hope he goes to a different topic. Kind of, if he wants to talk about this, it's cool, but I don't know. You know, then I'm going to, I might, I don't know, escalates the word, but kind of go into my trying to find a, a bright side thing. Yeah. You know, this is a hotline training. Might kick in. It could be worthwhile. Uh, what did you got? I I really appreciate that you were the leader in that situation and just had more experience because by you, you have a good framework. That's what I'm saying. And by placing me as a silent observer and I just have to sit there and worry about like, I'll just look to him. What's going on? He's got to figure out what's going on. And then I can learn so much by your silence or your interjections that I was feeling like, I was like, all right, well, I got to, I got to say something, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like I got to say something, but that's the powerful part of me where as a speaker, I'm so comfortable there. I'm so comfortable going here. I'm going to speak. You're going to listen. Shut the fuck up. We're going to, you do what I say and you're going to be good. All right. That's where like me and just all my training and all my disciplines of just like, no, 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 come here stand on my shoulders here we go like you're gonna get a safe ride i can't be quiet like it's something where i'm so it's so foreign and even dude the podcast has been such a big developer of my Mm -hmm. listening ability because before the podcast bro dog shit at listening like i was just letting you speak and your mouth would move and i would go and then i'm gonna say this yeah and i'm gonna say this yeah and then i go oh okay so you're done talking here we go here we go but now i've you said active listening. That's something that didn't resonate with me through my childhood. I've heard it probably like 50 times. You know, you got to be active listener. Mm-hmm. When one of my mentors hit me with, you need to be an aggressive listener. Whoa. I go, oh, I'm aggressive. You know what I mean? I, I, go, that phrase. I go, I'm an aggressive motherfucker. Yeah, what do you mean by that? What you mean? Let, let me let me hear more aggressive listening. Oh. It's you're, you're, you're aggressively listening. Aggressively I'm curious. Here, yeah, I'm here with you aggressively. Because yeah. listening isn't aggressive in your mind. Listening is doing nothing. Yeah. You give somebody wow. like me with extreme ADHD the ability to go, oh, I can hold on to listening. Mm-hmm. Now I go, yeah, what's he saying? To the point now where I even don't even think about what my response is. It's just right. going to be, yep, yeah. go ahead, bro. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing him. Oh, shit. What was I supposed to say to that? That's yeah. why I write things down in the phone so mm-hmm. that I go, if I have a good idea, I just, oh, pull it out the phone. Here we go. So. Yeah. It's super cool, but aggressive listening was one of my biggest over the past year. That's the biggest thing I've been working to just sit here and just listen. So that's the thing where you can hear that's what the importance of coaching is. You Mm -hmm. need to have proper coaches and mentors because you could say something five times to me and you don't understand. But if I have the dude next to me who explains it to you and it hits that chord that I'm talking about, you go, oh, why didn't Venture just say that in the first place? You know what I mean? To where it's like, I could tell you where to set up the table, but if you don't speak that language or connect or, you know what I mean, build that relationship to where things work out, you're shit out of luck. So as far as that guy, the biggest thing that he said that hit me and all these people, we had what, five, six people that sat down, four, how many people sat down? Let's just say five. Every one of them, bro, hit me with a line where I was like, Oh yeah, I'll take that. I'll remember that forever. Damn. You see what I'm saying? What's this guy's line? Americans don't listen. Yeah, he said that. Mm -hmm. He said that. That was huge. He said, "Is surprise? Is this is surprising because Americans don't listen?" Yeah. 
I thought that was really cool and, to hear. And that's something where recently over the past year, I've been fortunate enough to go to Europe, I think three times now, just because Hannah's from Sweden. So we're actually going in two weeks. Shout again. out to Hannah, co-host yeah. of the podcast and on this episode. Hey, are you salty about that or what? You good? <laughs> no, she is. She's salty about it. Oh, that. yeah. She's missing out on She'll a good one. Though. This she will be listening. So thanks for the shout out. But if yeah. you ever want to come by the table or do your own, you know, I will recommend. No, no. It needs to be you need to go with somebody. That's what, I, what we're going to get into too. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into that later. At least the framework of it. You have a framework where I don't even know if you did it, but it made somebody who's, I'm super confident as far as like everything that's going on. I don't know if I have the balls to go table it right yeah, just raw do. dog a table i mean you do you're you, right you wouldn't if i said you didn't have the balls you would do it immediately uh, you are right yeah. if i said you don't have the guts you do it no problem yeah you're right dude but i this is where you're being humble dude you really did do something special like just the ability to fucking open it just start it and build what you're building i'm so proud of and i'm just so like dude this shit is so dope like i want to tell everybody go. about it you need like just keep document. I want to watch everything. And that was the thing was I purposely didn't get too lost in the sauce on your page because I wanted a more like authentic, you know what I mean? I didn't want to like yeah. sample too much because I wanted it to be just a, oh, like I didn't want to, I just wanted to go into it raw. But you got the, you got as good of an experience as you possibly have. So I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about as far as? We talked as... about Antonio. We talked about Americans don't listen. Oh, Americans don't listen, bro. So going over to, I'm having a more global perspective and it's awakened my eyes because exposure leads to expansion. That's one of my favorite quotes is the more you expose yourself, the more room you leave for expansion. So going over to Europe and understanding that like America, yes, luckily I've been blessed with the god-given gift of being american and they put that dog in you there's they, they don't build <laughs> motherfuckers around you. you know what i'm talking that about american pitbull yeah they don't build that dog anywhere else like when when americans go we're doing this shit we fucking do it you know what i mean and we've had a long history of doing that and there's a certain motherfucker that's built here that yeah there's other hard-hitting guys that all dog. around the globe but that yeah, dog yeah. you know what i'm talking about that dog yeah, this that american just, dream is built exactly but Americans don't listen. Why? Because we get blinded to the idea of, what do you mean? You don't have anything to offer us. And that's kind of how I grew up as far as just a hardcore, like, American guy just bouncing around. It's like, Europe? Fuck Europe. Like, they ain't got nothing over there. They can't touch us and nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't even play football over there. You know what they I mean? So play football. Yeah, they losing track. They're, they're dog shit over there. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's, yes, that's just how it is. But that's not how I think anymore. Mm -hmm. I think with a more global presence of like, oh, no, I want to yeah. go over to Europe. You right. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to learn what they got going over here. I want to go yeah. to South America. Let's check out Australia. Yeah. So when I hear that somebody who's not from our land says this is what we think about the people here, I go, fuck, that's not cool. Like, we got to wake so up to that. What a lame stereotype. Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. stupid lame stereotype. You know, I was in Europe also because I traveled a little bit at one point with a friend. And we would stay in hostels. And I remember people saying something similar. It's like, yeah, yeah, like Americans, you're a classic American. Just like walk in and start talking to somebody without being reserved or anything. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool. You know, Americans are... Uh, known for being like friendly and outgoing, but also kind of with like at the oversight of that might be against the norm of somewhere else. And there's two ways on the spectrum as if you're like how we are and we're American and super open, you end up with the not listening. But then now if you're European or some other passive aggressive culture, 
you end up with not being heard. Mm. So you see what I'm saying? Where there's two ends of the spectrum. Both of them are just, do you want to be overly fat or do you want to be underweight? Like Mm. they're both uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. So my next question for you, bro, is like, I think that the listening table, the goal of it is not, correct me if I'm wrong, the goal of it isn't to make everybody 100% listeners, never speak, just listeners. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bro, I think the what I learned is you got to find that, I think, 50-50. Where is it at? Like, everybody, and it doesn't even have to be a number, bro, but just that wherever the balance is to where you are an optimal communicator. Like, where is yeah. that yeah, apex yeah, yeah, yeah. as a communicator to... This is where this is how everybody should listen, and then this is how everybody should speak. It's a great question. Don't know. Haven't got there yet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a hard one, man. You know, I, I can be a good listener to a stranger on the beach, but sometimes if a family member, a friend, or a loved one is going through something tough, uh, you know, it's hard. You you just go right back into trying to fix things, trying to tell them it's not a big deal, you know. And what are some of the biggest improvements you found so far? Like, what are if you just had a couple highlights that you could give to people as far as through your <laughs> hundred plus hours of sitting at a listening table? What would you give to the people? Or what would you give to yourself, bro? You what know? I give to myself, I've become so much of a better listener, just being able to realize, I think what I've gotten to boil it down really easily is there's a difference between what you want to know and what you need to know. And uh, I use the metaphor of like, if a friend, if you have a friend who drives to your house and says like, get in, get into the mic a little bit. Oh, yeah, 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 get in the yeah, mic, get in the yeah. mic. A friend drives to your house and says, get in the mic. Uh, <laughs> no, a friend drives to your house and says, get in the car. Um, you can get in the car because you trust your friend. You don't need to ask where you're going because you know this is going to be good. Like, wherever they take you, they've probably been considerate enough. And the thought is you don't need to know where you're going in that sense. And so I think about it in a conversational sense, like, there are things you don't need to know. Where are you from? Not necessarily relevant to a conversation like that. Um, I really want to talk about the second lady. So I'm we'll get there. Patience. Here, this is my Patience job here. Patience is important here, too. Let me lead you right now. All right? all right. I promise you we will get there. We're on the first guy. You've already hit us with there's things that you want to know and there's things that you need to know, bro. Yeah. We don't need to be anywhere else other than that. You just struck a chord with me because it goes, that's not just about communication, bro. That's about life. Yeah. That's everything. That's the fucking answer. You want to know where you're going in life. You don't need to know where you're going in life. So you can't sit here and be a paralysis through analysis because you want to know where you're going to be 10 years from now. What did you just say? The swimming in the beginning that you hit us with. It's all related, bro. Full circle in this bitch. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Start swimming. I learned a lot of is uh, there are circumstances like everyone knows where they're from. You don't need to know where they're from. But, you know, in in a friendly conversation, this is the difference between being at a table and being in the in the thing. And this is, I think, a takeaway is like, where's the optimal? It's like there is the optimal is knowing that you can kick it into gear, right? That you can notice, OK, this is a situation. Someone just came in and said they broke up with their girlfriend. Um, this is OK. Now it's me time to be listening, you know, but if it's just friends kicking it, like watching a sports game, talking shit about each other's football teams. Like, yeah, say whatever you want. I mean, you know, you don't have to listen to someone bag on the Raiders without saying anything. Yeah. You can just say, like, no, nah, your team's, your Aaron Rodgers can't get it done this year. 
like I also have a terrible quarterback in Derek Carr, the Raiders quarterback. It's like, okay, so you can have fun, you know, life, you can still have fun, but you also know that when it's time to have an important conversation that you're able to shift into optimal communication, going to make sure to take the extra lengths to say, I want to understand what you're saying. And I want you to understand what I'm talking about too, because not all conversations about listening. I mean, relationships are all about. One of the guys was talking about negotiation, and someone brought it up. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, enough thought leaders say negotiation is every conversation is negotiation. So I'll just go with that. Yeah. But like, so much of life is also getting your point out and being being heard. And I think that being able to recognize, you know, okay, I have been heard. I have not been heard. Let's not move on. Until, you know, and being able to navigate it in a way where someone doesn't feel like you're, like, going on and on about something, but say, like, I I really just want to get this point understood. You know, I have this situation, and this is why I did this, and, I mean, now I'm getting, like, super abstract concepts, but no, I'm with there you. is a, there is a time to use all the skills you have, and there's a time to just have fun and wing it, which is usually with your friends. And so knowing that you have those skills to kick it on when your son or daughter comes home and is having a hard day, that's not fixing it time necessarily. That's hearing it first, figuring out if fixing it time is possible. If you have solutions, telling your kid maybe, you know, let's talk about solutions when you're ready. Yeah. When you know, you're instead ready. of just jamming it down saying, oh, you got bullied in school? Why don't you bring a brass knuckles to school tomorrow? It's like, yeah. okay. Like, bet. Hey. And one of those things that I really looked up to you in the table was your, like your poise and the stillness where I, I kind of got a piece of the stillness, definitely towards the second lady, mm-hmm. but this ability to where all my talents are in the speaking table, not the listening mm-hmm. table. So had there been a speaking table, lady sits down, you know what I mean? We'll talk about the second lady here in a second because the second lady was crazy. But like the first guy, whatever his issues are, oh, Americans don't listen. I got a hundred comebacks mm-hmm. for that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'll make everybody that came to the table feel super good. Charisma's off the charts. I got this. Boom, boom, boom. Handsome, tall, tan, and terrific guy. Here we go, bro. I'm about Yo. to give you the business. You know what I mean? Yes, so it's sir. like, so that's, that's where I'm comfortable. Yeah. And I get so uncomfortable when it's time for like other people to speak yeah. traditionally to where I just go, okay, how can I make this about me? Cause clearly mm. within this interaction, let me fire hose you so that we both have a good time. Yeah. And you, and then by the time I leave, I go, that was a great conversation. And that person might be like, I didn't get to get one sure. word in. That guy's clearly having a good time, but yeah, don't even think about you. Anymore. Or it's like, he was laughing. He was having a good time. So mm-hmm. it's like, dude, the biggest thing was Americans don't listen. So it's like, I'm going to make sure that I'm an American that listens. I'm going to find that mm-hmm. apex or at least get as close to that apex that I can as a communicator to where I have both skills, the listening table, watching you just literally be still and just let things flow, let things develop, bro. That's one of the hardest things that I've had to figure out in life because it's almost like working out. Yeah. When you do it is. squats and you feel your glutes, your hamstrings, your quads getting good, what happens? You did a set of four and then what happens? You go sit down, you recover, mm. you let that stillness, that, that go in, you let the body rip apart and then build itself even stronger. That's what you're doing. You're sitting back and you're watching and you're analyzing and you're super strategic about mm. it. And the shit is so dope because so many like... And I'm sure you've gone on this with your personal growth journey, but like so many things 
have been mainly opposite to what I grew up thinking it was as far as how important is recovery for everything. It's vital, right? You now know that recovery for working out is like the number one. Bro, recovery is just as important as fucking working out, right? Growing up, though, it was, no, I got to be Ray Lewis. I got to fucking do a million gazillion. Yep, just got to go, go every day. And then as a growing up, going through puberty, my body would just break apart. I would just go. I would just work so hard where I'll be like, I'll tell you right now, I can get this hamstring to tear. How do you do it? You go run 14 hills full speed up a 45 degree angle. You go to Signal Hill or you go to the Manhattan Beach sand dunes. I'll tear your hamstrings out. You just fucking go and go and go. No, you need to recover. You know what I mean? You need to go opposite because as a competitor within yourself, recovery is everything. Sure. So the point is like... So many things have been opposite, bro. You know what I mean? I thought I had to be the biggest, strongest, toughest guy to get all the girls. Guess what? I get with Hannah. She goes, I don't want you to fight anybody. You're too tough. Yeah. You're too tough. Hey, soft, soften up a little bit, buddy. And I yeah. go, this isn't what the world told me. I don't even know that. How, how, do, you even, how do you even start softening up? Like, yeah. how, do you even, how do you even approach that? It took four and a half years. Yeah. yeah. You've been together for that long? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I'm at a, I'm at a level right now to where... I'm not going to disrespect people that have been in 30 years of relationships, but I go, oh, I'm way ahead of where I'm at right now. Like motherfuckers at 22, I go, oh no, I'm at 32. I got some shit right now. Come here, young buck. I'm older than you. No, no, no. Come here. Let me tell you about this thing. I've been in the game. Come here. Like, yeah, you like that. I giving love people, it. Giving people boosts by telling them what you think they got to know. Uh, no, 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 that's not the right way to do it, but that's the locker room banter yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as like, that's not the listening table philosophy, but that's the, the venture. It's friendly. Yeah. 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 No, it's friendly. It's cool. And it's like at the end of you the day. You want the best for everybody. That's, that's the opposite thing that I'm talking about of like by me fire hosing you and going, you, why, why don't you have a relationship? Why aren't you 10 years in a relationship right now? It's, we're trying to get to the same goal, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I want I want you to be in a loving it's not like you don't want that. You know what I right, mean? Right, it's right. just like not you, but like you I know what I mean? It. Just in a in a general sense. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, as far as relationships. Everybody wants that person too wants that. Bro, as far as like me and Hannah's relationship, and I get really personal on this podcast, so like it's it's all good, bro. I had to figure out how to like listen. I just didn't listen. And dude, that's a cultural thing. That's a how I grew up thing. It was uh, parents are like, hey, get in the car. I go, where are we going? They go, shut the fuck up. You're the Damn. kid. I'm the adult. They didn't really do that, but they, they mm-hmm. did that. You know what I mean? It's like a metaphor. Yeah. I was talking about the car thing earlier. Yeah. You don't need to know where you're going. Dude. It doesn't matter. Dude. That's why you're I gonna said get it, there. Bro. I'm going full circle with it. I got it. Just stick on the ride with me, all right? I don't have to we're, ask going. Where we're going. We're I know going. we're going to person two, though. I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna get to person two right now. But the point is, dude, the that was where I found the stillness on person two to go. Oh, I'm not supposed to fix everything here. I'm actually supposed to develop as a listener. Yeah. I'm not a speaker here. I'm a active. What was it? Silent. Silent observer. Silent observer. Observing yourself too. That's adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get to the second person who, did you actually see her in the beginning do her walk by? Nah. I saw her do the walk by because I was wondering, she was a a shorter, like petite lady. Mm -hmm. And I saw her and I was like, I wonder if she's going to sit down, but she left and then she came back and I was like, oh, she actually Mm. sat down, bro. That one almost made me cry. Yeah, tell tell us what we what she talked about. She sat down and just normal lady sits down. Um, uh, I want to say like Hispanic uh, background. Yeah, 
And she goes... Just says she's trying to kill some time. Yeah, trying to kill some time. I thought she was going to come. Waiting for somebody. Yep, waiting for somebody. And then she just goes... She pauses. And I was like, uh-oh. And then she's holding back tears, you can tell, and trying to like build up the courage to say what's on her mind. And she just goes, I cheated on my husband. And I'm waiting for him right now. Yeah. And he doesn't want to talk to me. And I really fucked up bad. And I was like... Oh man, that was the point where I was like, "Oh, this listening table's legit. Like this shit isn't." Yeah, I was like, "He's not—he's not playing peewees. He's in the big leagues with his listening table right now." And she just started crying, and yeah. I was like, "Fuck, this is crazy. Like this is a real." She's like, "I'm having the worst day of my life, right?" And she said she's like, "Not sure, you know. I mean, just to get the context out there, because the details—I don't know any of the details really. Yeah, because I didn't ask." But just like husband found out she's cheating on her, wants to leave. Yeah, and she told us that this isn't the first time. Yeah. So I, I cheated on him, and and then what really got me was, I you know I I'm trying to be empathetic to the cheating and all that, and I'm just like, all right, yeah, that happens, right? And then she goes, I got a kid, hmm. and I go, oh man, there's a two year old kid, like yeah, you you now you're so you're actually a family. This isn't like a you know, I'm, oh, I've got a boyfriend and I cheated on it. I was like, oh, you're like a mother, like a, maybe a wife. I don't know what's going on. Like you're, yeah. this is a real, you're, you're having affairs out here mm-hmm. and you're unfaithful. And she, you could tell she felt like shit. Yeah. And the initial thoughts that I had, I don't know about you. I want to hear, but I, I wanted to know everything. Yeah. I was like, yeah. just, but that's just me being nosy. What kind of questions did you want to, what kind of questions did you want oh, to I ask? wanted to, I wanted to see the messages. I wanted to, mm. uh, uh call up the other person like an episode of murray bro but like i wanted to be all in the business and just and then on top of that somehow figuring out like oh what can i know how can i see if this is like better or worse and then before after the natural nosiness wears off i wanted to be like all right well now let's talk about like the relationship you know what what are you gonna do about this yeah what are you gonna do what can't i don't know what to do and i go well anything is better than i don't know that's what i would have told her that's what you know what i mean just naturally being like Trying to give advice, but we don't know all the variables. Who are we that's to right. give advice? Yeah, right? That's one of the things I said. Yeah, that's a classic. Uh, that's a classic move I learned early on because I would, I didn't always have the no judgment, no advice, no charge thing. I mean, I put it on pretty quick. But even once I put it on, people would still like say like, "Okay, what do you think I should do?" And I'm like, "I still barely know you. You know, you might have told me the situation for 20 minutes, but I don't know this guy. I don't know like how this like any of the situation. So any advice I give you still is gonna be bad." Yeah. And, but this situation, man, it's like every part of me wanted it to be better somehow. Mm-hmm. And even, and you know, and silence was really, I was like, damn, I got to listen to this. And it sucks, you know, and being there is like, maybe it can be better. And I told her something, you know, I did eventually tell her, you know, cause she talked to it and said, blah, blah, you know, I don't know if life's worth living after this. And, you know, I've finally learned like, I love him, but after it was too late, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because um, details are what you talked about. Like, they're just details. But what, what we learned from being there, because I think we get the most out of it, you know, we show up to improve ourselves, other people get to be seen and heard, is, like, how bad I wanted to f- say something that can make her day a little better. Yeah. And I tried. I, I really did try to say something like, you are going to be better f- because of this. Mm-hmm. And sucks i said that i said like this sucks shitty situation like you you are learning from it i I got a question for you bro and we're gonna get back to this second lady Mm -hmm. honestly 
do you think that your baseline or just your like regular wake up out of bed version of yourself is a better speaker or listener? Listener. Okay. Baseline? Um, I just say random shit all the time. I mean, like my baseline is, is have basically like a very, and this is the table's made a lot better, but like, I will just say the most random like strings of like, I wonder if anyone's ever said this combination of words before and just saying like made up words and just like, you know, I could freestyle rap for like an hour straight, just like not joking at all. Just come up with sentences and just say them and just be random as hell. Like I am very easy at saying ridiculous things, which is why I say listener, because I don't think I'm great at putting together concise thoughts without thinking hard about what I'm going to say, mm-hmm. which I've learned a lot through doing this. I've become a better speaker by being a better listener because I'm not becoming a better listener, but by doing this, so many people come up, I think a couple of people came up and said, what is this about? And at first I was just kind of oh, figure out, you know, but now I've said so many times, I'm like, okay. It, and I've watched video footage of me starting since I've filmed it. And I go, okay, well, wait, I actually need to figure out how to say this so that I can say it. So that mm-hmm. I can say it in one sentence and not say like or um or, you know, or uh a million times and, and getting it out and be clear and concise and straightforward. But yeah, I've never considered myself a great speaker. I've done some cool speaking things just in life, you know, not listening table related. Uh, but I, I think I'm a really good writer. So when I write something down, I'm confident in my delivery of it. But if you just put me on the spot, I'm getting a lot better. Yeah. As far as speaking. So how are you doing so far? Listener. Pod. Pod? Fire, bro. You want to know like what time we've been going or what? No, I just meant like, good. You got somewhere to be or what, bro? <laughs> we're no chilling. dude i love this i love this. this is amazing yeah no this is super cool we're doing good man um i just mean like being concise and con- and speaking clearly i think i've been pretty decent you're doing as well that was almost weird i was gonna say you were doing as good as you can do that doesn't sound like positive all. no, no you're doing good. fire bro yeah i'm having a blast you having a good time great time fuck yeah i would do this so i can see why you like doing podcasts it's cool it's addictive and let me tell you why i like doing podcasts because it's going to relate to your writing and i want to know if you've ever heard this from anybody first of all it's going to be a long answer i got you though um you're what six years older than me mm-hmm. yeah 28 you were right on the line you're on the other side of the line to where there's this line that happened like three years in between us to where humans are different, like digitally, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, as far yeah, as yeah, addict, yeah. you know what I'm, I'm talking right about? The, you yeah. came up with like, you you didn't have it for just, yeah, you can relate to your grandpa. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? To where like, oh yeah, I've actually had to sit with my thoughts before. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm the first year that's just like totally, this is a world. So when we hear like the older people on the last spot, they were like, these kids, they're addicted to their phones. This, this phone world doesn't exist uh and i go no 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 you have to understand that for humans my age and lower there's a physical world and there's a digital world and Mm. the digital world is real as fuck we do everything on it we do our banking on it we fucking vote on it we do this everything is like this is a real thing it's cool but you but people on that exactly you get verified judge yourself you know you can build businesses you can you have to build businesses in the digital world it's almost vital at this point so like you were in like middle school or high school let's just say like either of those like when you were in school were there fools who were just like popping off on social media where you were just like oh that fool's got hella followers like 50k Yeah. yeah 
Um, See, we didn't have that. Well, here was the thing, though, is what you had was you had to ask a girl to prom, right? You probably yeah, physically that, that, had to that ask happened. a girl to prom. So here's what happened is we texted. We DM'd. We did. But well, we still had texting. I mean, we weren't on type I got writers. you, bro, but you weren't addicted. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? People like me and down, they're addicted. Maybe. I'm not addicted. I check out, but I had to mm-hmm. develop that habit of being like, let me read a book instead of scrolling for five yeah. hours. Um, but my point is the, why I thrived in that environment is because I was actually the guy that goes up to the girl and goes, mm. hey, do you want to like actually walk to the, the, you know what I mean? Let's go yeah. walk. Let's go get some in and out. Sure. I got you. You know what I mean? Not text it. She goes, oh my God, everybody text. Same thing with the guys. I'll come here and I'll be in your face like talking to you. Here we go. Hey, we're going to the weight room. We're doing this. Bada mm-hmm. bing, bada. We're studying here. Uh, you need to physically see me and hear me and we're going. So yeah. it's like, it's a different type Refreshing. of, yeah. So connecting that, that human connection, that connection. And that's the thing where as far as listening, we physically don't even listen. We read, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? We consume, we hear videos, we maybe we text. So that's where the coolest thing selfishly that I've taken from this is I'm getting better within my relationships, not just with Hannah, but that is my number one relationship in life is mm-hmm. my partner, you know, Hannah. So, it's so cool to be able to just improve my communication yeah. skills and grow. And dude, it's addictive. Yeah, so. shout out to texting people. Um, and I say this because I don't know who's listening to this, but if you are someone who's listening to this that's younger than me or Venture, uh, who feels more comfortable texting somebody, because we got, you know, that's the thing. You know, people are more comfortable sometimes. And this is a suicide hotline has like a text line. Cause some people don't want to, you know, don't don't want to talk it out. Um you still can have good conversations through text. I think that it's really important to be able to have face-to-face conversations and to be able to realize that, uh, you know, the, the challenge, I think the biggest challenge, which is also this uh, a strength with texting, is you can take time to write exactly what you want to say. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, you can also do that in person. I don't think people necessarily realize that you can say, like, pause... I need to think about a response to this. You know, you can say something super intense and I can be like, hold on. I got to think about how I'm going to respond to this because I really want to respond properly. And that's allowed. Like, you don't have to be do, do, do rhythm. You know, you could say, whoa, you just said something crazy to me. You know, something that changed my perspective. Maybe it's a conversation where someone says, you know, you need to be a better listener. Maybe it's a relationship where someone says something, you know, oh my gosh, I didn't know this was a thing. You don't have to respond right away. You know, you could say like, hold on, this is important. I really want to respond. You don't even have to respond in the next like five, 10 minutes. You could say, hold on, I, you know, I got to take a walk. I got to think about this. I, I really want to honor the question. So the texting people, yes, you definitely feel like you can text people and write something out that really says, you know, a whole paragraph of the conversation, show your friends, give them a spell check it and all that stuff. But you also can do that in real life. And I think it's valuable. He said, send it to your friends, get them to spell check People it. do that. I got people you. People do that. Hey, does yeah. this sound aggressive? Does this, is this something I could send to this know. guy or girl? Screenshot. This is what he said. Mm-hmm. What should I say? Um, yeah. Where I struggled was like really owning your voice, public speaking. As yeah. far as I've always been able to public speak, but you get really good when you can 
use the silence. You know what I mean? To whereas I don't know how your cadence is, if you're a fast talker, if you're a slow talker when you're like in front of crowds. Mm. But I used to be like, thank you for giving me your time. Let me get you out of here as quick as possible. But once I was able to be like, oh, no, let me hold this crowd's attention. Let me use these pauses. Let me really give people time to think. That's where... I was okay doing it just one-on-one. I'll just be like, oh, I'm okay being like, let me get back to you tomorrow on yeah. that. Or can you give me like a couple hours? Let mm-hmm. me think it through and then I'll respond. That helps everywhere. So super cool. But long-winded answer to go, you like writing and that's your thinking. Because I was talking to an author once and I was just like, yo, um, why do you like writing so much? Like, is this why you like writing? And he goes, no, I don't like writing. I like thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be a great writer. I want to be a great thinker. Whoa. And I was like, oh, shit, that's what it is. Because I don't like writing. I'm uh-huh. not interested. That's not my shit, bro. I wish I could uh, video or whatever, everything in school, bro. I would have got up in front of the class and been like, this is uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I'm not writing a five-page paper. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Mm. I'll give you a 50-minute pod on it if you want bro i'll give you all of it but it's the podcast allows me to document my thought Mm. it's just another medium some people put in essays i put in podcasts i put in videos it's the same information i might even argue that this newer shit might even be a little bit better or you can also do do both as far as like I yeah. If you want an essay, I can create an essay off of everything we just transcribe it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. have it. I'm I'm doing both right now. Transcribe it, put it through an AI or something. Yeah, but if you just put it with your fingertips or you handwrite mm-hmm. it, you might. Yeah, you could. You'd have to hire like a, a voice. I mean, that's actor. Gary Vee's uh, book. Is he just like talked to a guy for yeah hell of hell of days and then they turn it into a book? Yeah, when I mean, people do that, it's called it's. Cool. So it's like all the stuff that you're doing as far as the listening table. Yeah. Super dope, bro. But this podcast is not, I want to be a good podcaster. I want to be a great thinker. So it's opening up thought. And you're talking about like, what are these pitches? Natural thoughts. Natural thoughts and talks, baby. Let's subscribe and look at it, share it. Click that button. Listen to it when you're on the toilet, uh, on the treadmill. Think about what what is something that you can really do on driving. the toilet and on the treadmill driving when you're supposed to be working. You could just throw an earbud in. Mm. I'm here with you all the time. Anytime you need me, just hit you Smooth. up. Smooth. You know what I mean? Hit me up, yeah, man. Rolling in your ears. There you go. Like water. Hella vibes. Like water. Like a sunset. I'm just playing with you. I like <laughs> that it, we got man. really like deep it. in there. I like that. But um I was Especially talking a good moment of the podcast. I yeah. just like realizing this podcast, I'm listening to it right now as a listener, and I'm just like, Hell yeah, venture. You are in my ears, and I might be deucing. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, what was I even talking about, bro? Probably person number three by now. All right. We're moving through. Hell yeah. Third. Let's get to person number three. Who was it? You got notes on it? Uh, do I have who, notes on it? Who was the third person? I forgot. Yeah, I probably do. I have a notebook somewhere. Second, third. Was it your homeboy? No. The third person was, was the, black the guy. guy. Yeah. The black guy. Oh, yeah. That was an interesting one. Crazy energy, right? Talk about that. Yeah. The no judgment is a hard one. You oh, know, the yeah. cheating husband thing is hard, you know, but you realize how much pain she was in. Mm-hmm. Challenging. Um, you know, but I got past that and I was like, she's hurting. You know, this is her moment. This next guy, you know, I'll just talk about the harder parts of the harder challenges because, like, I, I have a lot of listening to do. There were a lot of times where this guy was talking. And I was like, is he making this shit up? Yeah. yeah. You felt that? Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, this guy sits down going, like, this is great. His energy was amazing, electric, incredible, just like, what up? You know, he was talking about how he got in a motorcycle accident and 
recovered like miraculously and he said there were like six or seven miracles that had to happen oscar performance by the way like oscar level performance by this guy i as a general rule i believe everything someone says okay there have been two or three times where someone has said something so outlandish and they're like a younger guy who says something that's like ridiculous like i could fly or something like that um it's actually you know one time someone said they had like sex with their friend's mom oh and i was like i don't know this kid's like 17 i'm like really not sure about this but i'll, I'll tell you know i was like i i gotta play the truth but this you know some guy um yeah yeah it's just when, when someone wants to say something, you know with a group of friends they say something ridiculous um but this guy talked about like he was in a motorcycle accident, a bunch of shit happened. He had a, had a, he came out with like some miraculous recovery, and you know, eventually I was like, okay, you know what? Like here to listen. Freaking miracle! Glad you know they did like a handstand, which was super cool. Bro, not only did a handstand, he was doing like a push up off the hands. He was doing like yeah. a head spin yeah, with, yeah, with it, with the whole legs out. Yeah, I was really impressed. Um, that was probably the the bigger challenge for me was. Because I was really entertained. His first line, I shit you not, was, I feel like I'm Neo in the Matrix. Yo, yes. And I go, and I was like, what are we getting into? I'm here for it. <laughs> like, when you talk about sucked me into the story, yeah. honestly, I was just, uh, as far as a content creator and you as like a, you know, a, a TV background, I was like, oh yeah, no, we need to just basically build a show around this guy <laughs> and we're retiring. <laughs> Literally take it. You can't profit off of somebody's like, I, I was, it was a lot of mental health mental illness vibes that i was getting i don't know what you were getting but there was something going on in his head yeah it was it was i don't obviously diagnose anybody but it was very schizophrenic i don't know if you were able to get it but there was like three different people that here was three characters that he was giving us there was like himself there was him as a teacher and then there was but you gotta believe like you gotta believe him right that he's an educator yeah you don't think that's true at all that was no, bro. Educator, where? What school is letting him Culver, in? Culver, Culver thing. So not he told me the school. Remember? Okay, I got so. his email. You think I'm just gonna like? You think you think that that was all bullshit? <laughs> you really do, bro? Are you I, saying I, I'm crazy for believing him, dude? Uh, well, no, for sure. In your line of work here, bro, you have to get every lead. Like every lead is a good lead. I don't know about that one, yeah, man. Yeah. That was not. So now the last people, that was a real lead. All right, those people are real people. See, this is the judgment thing. You this need- is the this is the challenge, and it's like I am actively trying to not judge this guy uh-huh. to say like he's on because we're because the thought is there. I mean, I've had mentally unstable people sit down for sure, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, obvious, and it's like you know, but, but I try and give them the thing, and sometimes you know they talk through, and it's not like someone's like hallucinating in front of me. You know who was before this person though? It was the lady. We skipped over her. Who's the lady? The lady. They're talking about the cards and the money. Remember, there was a lady that was talking oh, about the yeah, cards. Oh, yeah, the lady talking about the cards. She was, at, you know, she was doing her thing. But anyways, the the guy mm-hmm. that was doing the handstand. That was the easy listening. But what I do want to say about this lady, because I know we're going to skip around now. Lady number two cheated on her husband super heavy. And we were the, the first table. person she told. You could tell that she, what was your line from that one? What was it? Did you have one? Because I have one. You guys were here for a reason. She said that. You remember that? She yeah. said it twice. And I was like, oh, man, it that's crazy. Like, I'm crazy. happy the, you know, we were here and the opportunity was here. The options were here for you to vent, you know, and 
be heard. Yeah. And I think this, you know, the, the whole, I mean, there's a lot you could say about trying to react. And I was definitely hoping I could make something better, but letting go, you know, cause she said, she said, you know, would it be better if I let him go, you know, let the husband go. And it's like, that's not up to you. You know, and is that advice if I say that? And did I say that in some matter of words? I kind of said like, you know, you gotta like realize what's in your control. Because I was on the line of advice. Because she was, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard, and it really sucks to feel like you know someone's telling you something so brutal and looking for some kind of help. But I was holding back hardcore. Like I wanted to full on just go like, all right, we need to help you. I need to help you right now. I need that kid. Where's that kid at? Go get that kid. I I need your your partner right now too. Let me me settle this right now. She seems sorry. Like get the relationship back together. Yeah, I said the best. I was like, this is 30 minutes. Start the timer. Go. And then this is how I'll fix your relationship and yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not a place. Hope hope for the best, but that's a big problem with, uh, I mean, that's a big solution. That's the challenge of saying, like, I'm here to listen, not to fix, you know, got to be disattached, got to got to not be like involved in that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so after she left, you know, heavy moment, you know, we're both in our minds, you know, thinking about that. Two minutes later, this woman goes, he, this guy goes, Mary Jo, you tell him about this debit card scheme. <laughs> and she sits down and goes, I well, I don't part. know, you know, the whole thing. And she's got the Southern accent and just like totally government conspiracy situation and like i wanted time to process that thing Uh you know to be able to be like oh fuck i gotta i gotta move to this i gotta you know like your mom said like release it let it let it go Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden just government conspiracy all right okay you know i'm glad we get to revisit it because i think reflecting on the conversations you have that's why i would write about them every time until i started doing videos so but the way to become a better listener is to realize every conversation is a learning opportunity. You know, what do I want? So I'm glad we got to talk about the lady and then talk about how we didn't have time to reflect on it. And this lady comes, talks about debit cards and some political thing, which I don't think, you know, that's more of like a easy to listen to because she doesn't want your opinion. And she also just wants to say it and walk away. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's suspicious. And you knew the end was like, oh, the government's fucking us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could kind of predict it with the cheating lady. I was just like, like, is he here? Where is he at? Because right. I, bro, I think she was like, Oh, and she's also talking about like how she never goes anywhere on her own, yeah. dependency Color issues, fantasy. all this, all that. And then I was just like, I don't know where like this dude, it was just crazy. It was a lot to yeah. process. And then we jumped into that. And then we jumped into the guy with, bro, his stories were too perfect. That was what I'm saying. Is, but his details were so good. But that's where genius comes from, bro. I don't know. I mean, we, he had all the names of the doctors, you know, the discs in his back. I think you need to understand. I was looking. I was looking. I was like, okay, he's got like car keys. He's got like a wallet. Yeah. You know, he's got like headphones. You know, and I'm trying not to judge, but I'm trying to find a reason to be like. And then I just bought it. And, yeah, I was like, I, okay. I'm I buying. think there's I'm reality, in. and then there's also like his reality. So I think we got. We were able to get. He invited us into his reality, and that was better than any movie book podcast anything else we were in his world bro first of all he was i think it was the truth where did i'm gonna find out where did i i really need you to like follow up with him just and hit me up and be like oh yeah no he works at so-and-so school and And i'll be like holy fuck bro said he was pushing 250 i know got hit by a motorcycle you know how much i weigh not even 220 maybe i know i was like i was just i was like where are the scars you know i'm looking at his fingers because he said he broke both of his thumbs. And I was like, I don't see nothing. Uh-huh. And then he said but that his I leg flew off, him. though. No, he said he dislocated his leg. <laughs> his leg didn't fly off? No, his he... leg didn't fly off. It just 
Oh my the god, thing. dude! The whole thing. Well, the thing was, is I don't even remember the whole thing because he told us three one story that had mm-hmm. three. Dude, it was perfect. It was legit. Like you couldn't write that if you gave me ten years to write that, it wouldn't have been that good. All right, I'm saying this. I there think was, it's true. I'll, uh, here's, I have to, bro. Here's the part that threw me off though. And like I said, no judgment here. Yeah, yeah. We're not like I don't want that guy to change anything that he's doing. I you need, need him. Just to, sat down and said some crazy shit cont- and walked away. Bro, why was he? Did you see him check out the girls? You when had they to walked by that. at one point. You maybe? had to see that. No, no, no. He didn't. All right. There's what one girls? thing. This is what we do, right? You go from here to the camera. That's what you look as a pretty girl, bro. He he had certain things in there. You were I, we were looking at mental illness. Like you saw yeah. the guy was, and then he would. You, you it's that he was stuff, electric bro. for sure. Yeah, like but physically, but not the electric stuff. The stuff that he wasn't in control of. Mm-hmm. This checking his wallet. This shit. You know this shit right here. You know what I mean. <laughs> Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, he was cool. I rock with him. I fuck with him. But yeah, you we got to find out. I mean, I, I really want to believe that's the number one lead you need to follow up with yeah. right there of the day. But crazy story, dude. And it was just, it was entertaining. It was awesome. Wild. Um, last yeah. people were. No, oh, my friend stopped by. Your home. That was kind of a, a side. Actually, I think this is important. Yeah. So while this guy was sharing, a friend of mine who I haven't seen in eight years, who I'd wild like this guy was talking about miracles of his healing and then this guy shows up and goes orly do you remember me i'm like nah and he's like it's me aaron i'm like bro are you serious yeah pause i thought that it was somebody that you had gotten like two tables ago or something like that like you know what i mean like oh hey i sat down crazy and you were yeah you're crazy how a friend of mine from the past describe what he looked like because he's a character bro what he looked like a traveling like bard he looked like Indiana Jones's intern. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, he looked like he had a long scruffy beard. His face was caked in sand. You know, he looked like he just like got out of sleeping on the beach and didn't wipe his face with the. Great guy, friend of mine. <laughs> Great who guy. Who knows what? Yeah. Who knows what he's up to? Uh, you know, eventually he comes to talk, tells a story. We might have him on the podcast. So yeah, to be shout honest out, with shout you. out to Ron. Yeah. Uh, great guy, worth being on the podcast. I'm sure he's doing some cool stuff. Uh, can't wait to listen to that podcast. Um. You'll only be able to hear it if you're subscribed. I mean, if you're not, you'll have to just look it up, but just uh, get it right there. All right. Um, then another group of people came. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was uh, three women. They asked the questions. Like people, a couple of people asked the questions, and this is how I get better saying it and talking about the listening. You know, the point is teach a man to fish. You know, I can't listen to everybody, but I can tell you that you can feel heard, and if you feel heard, you feel good. You want to spread that with other people, you can. So I told the ladies, and they were really cool about it. But Aaron was sitting there, and he starts asking the people questions, uh, which is fine because he wasn't playing by the rules, which he didn't wasn't bound to. And at that point, I kind of just like sat back. Now I'm good. Now now this is happening in front of me, and I don't have to. You know, I get to listen to this. It's a, it's a gift for me to see this thing. But what do you think? Because I would say that, and there's an informalness to the conversation where you don't have to. Like this is what we're saying: you turn it on, you turn it off. At this point, he was just like, I got a point. You know, you're an old guy. Tell us your wisdom. Okay, whatever wisdom you have, I'm going to tell you something that I think about it that I've already got in my head. You know, mm-hmm. I think he was kind of, uh, you know, it was one of those, like, people talking over each other. Yeah. You got involved? Uh, I like a rise and then a fall mm-hmm. and then a rise. And I like waves. I like to come in and come out. That's what the smooth. This is mm-hmm. that. Your homeboy was a tsunami. He Coming just had in. that wave going and going and going and going. And it got to the point where I was just like, 
hold on, bro. It's the it's the listening table. Wait a minute now, because at least let the guy make his point, and then you just can't be like you're gonna wear him out. Like that's what I was saying. Is you wear out anybody in a conversation of just like you it, you, you get defensive. Like, and it mm-hmm. seemed like by turning the listening table into the question table, it because I get that's probably how he operates though. Of like he just wants to peel back layers. Uh, he wants to force layers back, which is cool and stuff, but you have to be able to spar with people who like consent to sparring. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just like walk somebody into a, a a listening table and then they're just like, this is how I feel about life. And then you go, well, what is life? And then they do like, what is yeah. that? That's the, the Socratic method. You know what I'm sure, talking yeah. about? Yeah. What is life? Oh, life is love. Well, what is love? You know what I mean? And then you just, yeah. you end up going 10, sure. 10 spaces down and it just yeah, gets like, <laughs> it would have gotten to the life soil. Life is the soil. <laughs> life is the soil. I'm going to title that to the pod. If he, if he's there, if I can track him down and he gets on, bro. Number. Yeah. I'll, I'll 100%. I'm sure he'd be down to talk about it. Yeah. But life is the soil, bro. That guy was I want to ask you. Yeah, he was. Um, but the uh, when those things happen, they don't happen all the time. You know, it's not often that there's a group of people and like two separate groups come together. Mm-hmm. I love that because I get to I get to listen to you know. Oh, this is a conversation I can learn from this. You know, but um, because I try as a as a guideline not to ask questions, mm-hmm. um, except if I'm like confirming understanding. Oh, am I hearing this right? It sounds like you're going through this. Is this what I'm? Is this what I'm picking up on? So by getting to listen to conversations, I feel like I'd learn about conversations, you know, through like observing, which is really cool. Because then I was like, I became the silent observer. Just boom, I don't need to say nothing. We got enough people talking. Yeah. It's really cool. I get to have, I get to learn a lot because you know whatever they're talking about, life and his daughter, and not the point. Um, I wanted to say, you know, so now we've kind of covered everybody that went through, which I think was awesome and and. I had a lot to learn. I want to ask you, like, where where were things, like, is there anything you said where you thought, like, hmm, maybe I didn't need to say that. Or, like, is there any moment? I did it once because Aaron was a soccer player, and I was like, he's an athlete too. Because I wanted, I just, I, I just oh, came I up and I was saying, like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to create this connection. I want to create some kind of sense of mm-hmm. compatibility just by saying something that's <laughs> unprovoked and totally fine in a regular conversation since he's a friend you know it was like a thing i was just like mm, you guys know about each other yeah uh, it was honestly the most quiet i've ever been probably in my life do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so there was no over talking like the question of like oh did you overstep verbally no man i was it you didn't was say just, any you didn't say a single thing for the second lady because it was, was the listening table yeah. bro well you did that's a, that was why you i are. wouldn't have gotten any value out of Hey, uh, how about you tell your husband this? Cause this is how I would feel when this, yeah. could I have helped her? Yeah, I could have helped her. I believe I could have helped her, bro. You know, I could have just reframed how she's looking at her relationship. I'm not a therapist or anything, but like, I'm a guy in a good relationship and I'm able to, you know, not cheat on Hannah, like, and get caught. I'm just, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I don't cheat on Hannah. I love yeah. her too much, but it's, um, yeah, just my ability. That was me working. That was me working out. That was me on the treadmill of the yeah. of my mind of that just like, like, no, 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 listen, be led. Venture, just be led. You're good. Let's see mm-hmm. where this goes. Now, if she asked me, you know what I mean? If you're going to, I'm not yeah. going to cold shoulder anybody, but like, no, no, no. Let's see where yeah. this goes. Because that's the first experience where 
I got to see natural layers getting peeled back yeah. as far as like, yeah, she could have said I'm cheating and I don't know what to do. And now I could, or I think this is the end. And then I could have been like, well, if you have breath, guess what? Anything's possible. Strong. Like, you know what I mean? You yeah. could have kept going, but then she wouldn't have gotten into a natural sort of like healing within herself. You see, she was calculating. She was thinking. She was having a hard time. She was having such yeah. a hard time. Mm-hmm. You know, wanting to have an answer and, and like, how could anyone give a good answer to that? Yeah. A million answers. Obviously, we want it to work out, but maybe we don't know the husband. You know, maybe who knows? Yeah, who knows? I really don't. I don't know. I want to ask you this. Uh, what did you hear me say at any point in time that you thought was something that was cool to hear? I really liked hearing you say. Or not say. I really liked how you just, it, it's a different way of operating. Me being, by putting my brain next to your brain, I'm able to just take certain things. And your brain is such a like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? As far as like, a, yeah, I did this. You You don't do it the way I do it. And you see what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. do it in a very laid back, just there's a stillness to it. And that's the, that's the point that I'm trying to make is like, you were able to lay back. There's a discipline in doing nothing. Whereas somebody like me, like I said, just with extreme movement, uh, I'm never sitting. The only time I'm sitting is in the podcast, bro. Like extreme ADHD to the level of like, like I said, you got seven minutes. If it ain't good shit, we're heading out. Mm-hmm. Like, or and and there's no passive aggressiveness about it. It's going. No one's ever said, oh well, we didn't know adventure was thinking. And I told you, no, this lesson sucks. I'm headed out. Like I'm gonna go do what I want to do, um, and I'm gonna go work on something that I love. Yeah. But what you said was just like it was just your way to respond but not like force it yeah it was a it was just a a nice light pass Mm. you know what i mean just your ability to just like here you go like you're sliding a note across the table real slickly just like here you go so what you're telling me is this it was just a really cool like i'm gonna take that into my daily communication as far as like your responses don't have to be these like huge missiles that you're throwing back they can just be like a Okay, so what do you think we should do about that then? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, just there's no rush. That was it right there, bro. It's the fact that there's no rush. The pace that you were at was such a cool pace and such a like really just practiced discipline that I can tell you've been working at it and you got way more time. Because when I first sat down, I was just like, I got to tell this guy, Americans do listen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, no, Americans, not all Americans don't. I listen. I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk I'm right gonna now. Tell you, I'm a listen. good listener. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to listen to me tell you how good of a listener <laughs> I am. All right. Yes, and sir. you wise, you're sitting there and you just go, okay, noted. Let's keep that for later. There's no rush. It's not going anywhere. So that was super cool. Also, want to transition into the framework of what you have. Yes, people can. Um, as far as like this, like how you're gonna scale something like this. If it was to be scaled, the framework that you have is yeah anybody can open up a pizza shop but could you imagine if you have the best pizza maker in the city if you spend you know a couple hours with that guy how he does the crust how he lays those pepperonis Mm -hmm. how he waits for that good you know crispness in it watching you watching you do it if i were to go do it tomorrow it would be way different than if i had tried to do this on my own yesterday Because it would have been something very, it's it's like a culture. Culture right. is built. So now that I was within the listening table culture, mm-hmm. I'm able to now go, 
uh, be deputized, let's say, if they, you know, yeah. and then be like, okay, this is how it, it should be. Let's try it. Like this is the baseline. So, dude, it was super cool. And what do you think about that framework? Like, did you consciously do that? As far as these terms, is like silent observer. Took it. Yeah. Took it. Um, I have done volunteering for an organization called Freedom to Choose. And it is the most incredible organization. It's basically the listening table in person. Okay. Uh, and it inspired a lot of why I'm doing the listening table. Uh, three people. One person from the outside. And two people generally that are inside. And you go into prison. Um, and the... How do I get into this? The person... There is a facilitator. And there is a sharer. And there is a neutral observer. Uh, and it's very uh, structured, the conversations that you have with people in prison. Uh, so I take it from there because I've done this. I think it's it, incredibly life-changing. What I realized in Freedom to Choose is that the skills that we think are ubiquitous, that everyone has, are not. You may have been raised in a way... Uh, that gives you skills. That's so real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, many people in prison, which is what I learned, they're not in prison because they made a consciously bad decision to do something malicious. It seems like they made the best decision they had based on the options they knew were available to them. If you've never seen somebody forgive somebody else, how are you going to do it? Yeah. I think that's the most broad way to describe it, but just being able to see and the teachers, Bonnie uh, and David, who run Freedom to Choose, teach communication so elegantly and straightforward and and concise. It's incredible. I love um, where you're at. I want you to give a personal example as far as like, give me something in your childhood that you had to learn as an adult where you go like, oh yeah, if I've never seen somebody say I love you, I don't know how to show proper affection and love or something like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, I think it, I think that the big realization I can remember is like at some point, I think it was probably 14 or 15, where I realized you can pick what you say. It took me a long time to even figure that out. You know, I, mean, I knew it maybe. You know, and it's the cool thing about all these simple but profound situations is like everyone knows what listening is. But do you? You know, but have you ever been listened to? And it's it's possible. So many people have said this to me. No one's ever listened to me like this. Nobody's ever let me speak for 30 minutes without telling me something. Uh, nobody, I don't have anyone to talk to about this. Even if they have people, if they have people, no one's going to listen to me without judging. It's like close family, close friends. It's not all lonely, brokenhearted, solo people. It's, I mean, you saw where we were, Hermosa Beach. Yeah. Very few of those people are disenfranchised lonely people mm -hmm. um so to hear that i think is a really impressive um but i want to get back to your question about scale yeah uh, news observer i took it uh listening table i did not take but there is another organization called sidewalk talk which who i reached out to towards the beginning when i found out there's another group that does basically the same thing it's incredible they do basically the same thing uh all over the world you know, they have thousands of members, uh, and for some reason they're not 
advertising well or doing media properly or getting their message out um, in a great way, but they have a great training online. Uh, you know, I think there's definitely a point where I just consider if I, you know, people want to set up listening tables. Okay, this is, this is the question. People want to set up listening tables. You got to be there so you get to understand it. And I would say you could come two or three or four or five more times. And then, you know, when you're ready, set up one. Maybe it's the first time. I've done a couple. I've done one Zoom listening workshop and one in person. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I, having sat through one of these, I've only done one. And I learned so much. I was like, I can't possibly teach you how to do a listening table in an hour just telling you how to do it. So how do you scale it? How do you make listing tables possible? Well, it's, again, the goal is not to do it all myself. The goal is to say, look, I can show you that listening is a thing that you can do. And there are so many amazing teachers about communication skills that are out there. Now you know you can build this. Now you can find them. Oren Sofer is tremendous. I'm sure there's... Some guy said this book about negotiation. Getting to, getting to yes uh, is business, but life is business and negotiation, sure. Um, so the goal is to be like a gateway, to say you can be a better listener. It's not about setting up tables, even though it would be amazing to see people set up tables. It's about being a table for your partner, for your loved ones, for your family, being able to be a listener. Uh, figurative table, almost like a... I got you. Yeah. But yeah, so this guy with the school thing, true or false, I don't know. I hope it's true. I believe it's true. I'll get back to you on that. I don't think it's true, man. It's crazy. I, I don't crazy. think it's, it's true. true. It's amazing if that's not true. I'm telling you right now, my instincts were telling me. My instincts could be wrong, bro. But what I'm saying is just like, uh-uh. No, it was too on point. He's seeing, I can see he's seeing things. Memory isn't even as good as he was doing, bro. Can you tell me uh, how, what you ate for dinner yesterday? You know what I mean, bro? He, it was just too crisp. It was too clean. Sure. He was too... Now, maybe if he had some sort of like Elon Musk-like energy to just fucking pull rockets into the sky, but... Bro, that was like, I need him to, I needed him as a story. Like, here, do yeah. you want to just, I want to like produce whatever you're trying to create in your head because sure. that's fucking fire. Like, I'm in, I'm in for yeah. it. But yeah. Um, so when it comes to the scale, the scale, what I told this guy, which I believe to be the best scenario is like, yeah, I can set it up in a school, which I'd love to do, but I'd love to do it in a school until the kids in the school know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Because a 10th grader who sets up the table they can do it. There's desks in school. There's tables in school. Easy to set up and say, oh, I can bring this up to the quad you for sure lunch. they're going to be able to get this high-level production volume? <laughs> Bro, I don't know if they have black markers They don't have school. black markers in Bro, school. Where, well, hold on now. Where'd you get this yellow uh, cardboard, my guy? Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Special order, three bucks. But yeah, you're talking about setting up in schools. I think that schools, you know, I think people, to show people you can do this for each other. You know? Um... I'm with nursing that. homes, like mm -hmm. old old folks homes. They got old folks just booling there, <laughs> kicking it. How cool would it be if I set up there a couple of weeks with a news observer, said, hey, this is what I'm doing. And then, okay, I don't have to show up anymore because this guy lives here. Yeah. He's going to be here every Tuesday. And then Muriel is going to be, oh, she's going to be a news observer for him. And all of a sudden, every day, we've got someone who lives there doing it, listening to each other, community building. Mm-hmm um scale is critical for the message you know if somebody shares 
a post I have on Instagram. I get a message. I get a, a notification. And I DM every single person. Thank you for sharing. This is only possible to spread the message if you spread it. Yeah. So, yeah, what I like to do a listening table every single day of the year, make content about it, be awesome, connect to people. Scale means listening table. Big picture, the listening table becomes an extension of something called a warm line. I don't know if you've heard of warm lines. If you haven't, say you haven't. I haven't. Ever? A warm line? Yeah. I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Exactly. Warm lines, you've heard of the suicide hotline, right? I have, yeah. So a warm line is one step lower than that. It's like, it's a listening table you can call on the phone. Now, most people who want to be listened to aren't necessarily walking around Hermosa Beach. They're probably in their room or their car or just feel lonely. So there are listening tables you can call. And they're called warm lines. And every state has several of them. And some are open from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. And some are open from 10 a.m. to midnight on Monday through Thursday. And, and there's just a ton of them. I want them to all be one. Yeah. And I want the listening table to say, okay, here to listen. No judgment, no advice, no charge. If you want to talk to somebody, call this number. Because I can't listen to everybody. I'm not trying to listen to everyone. I can inspire people to listen to each other. And I can coordinate a group of listeners to be there for everybody i got a question so i understand the uh, speaker's perspective as far as where take the table away the message getting everybody to you know be listened to as many people as possible I wonder what is the value that we received out of it. Do you see what I'm talking we about? We got more out of it than anyone who sat down to talk. So are you able to My do that? Opinion. Are you able to do that through the wormhole as well? Do you get that same sort of energy becoming a listener on the wormhole line. as you do what's that? Wormline? Worm oh my bad. What'd I say? Wormhole. Oh, Oh, wormholes are like black holes, aren't they? Isn't that like space-time continuum? Bad, it's bad marketing. Wormline, hotline, wormline. That's warm the logic. Line. Not good. Hotline, listening line. Way better. Yeah. So clear. What are you going to call a listening line? Okay. Gotcha. It's like Omegle for people who just want to talk. Mm-hmm. But one person's not the talk. You know, it's... I got you. So do you still get that value, though, do you think? Like if we were to do this, you know, on a on a phone... Or, you know, on a computer, would it feel the same? Probably not. Because the thing that addicted me was sitting there, being there, yeah. being in the place that I love, one of my favorite places on earth. Guess what? Somebody whose favorite place is Seattle. Okay, you have your table in downtown Seattle or whatever right. that is. That's yeah. your spot. That's your That's your, spot. your mecca, your hot, you know, the place that you love. Go ahead and try to help that community yeah. out, you know? This is another thing about scale that you're, you're making me want to bring up is I have training for suicidal people and I know who to call if you have different, like if you need some kind of attention, abuse hotline, elderly abuse hotline. Uh, these are the nearest free hospitals. If you're just like, oh, I know how to listen, let me set up a table, you are putting yourself in a situation where, yes, 99% chance things go great, you learn how to be a better listener, you're there for someone. 1% chance someone comes up to you, says something that absolutely rocks your world. In a bad way. And I, I have to accept that that's just like part of reality. Anyone trying to do good things, like there's a chance that something crazy happens. But is it my responsibility to protect these people as much as I can by saying you should have this prepared? If someone comes up and says, I ran away from home, 
I'm addicted to drugs. I'm 16 years old. My parents don't know where I'm at. I'm not going to get the police involved. Um, what do I do? That happened to me. That's crazy. I just had to look at no judgment. What does it mean there? Right? Yeah. Like now, how far do you take it? Man. What do you do? You know, it's like, yeah, okay. You're just going to be stunned. Now that's deep. Yeah. And so I think that. No protocol on that, brother. You should have it. But you <laughs> yeah. should you should have a um, ability to say, you need something I can't give you. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the language I'd use is say, like, this is an option for you. It sounds like you need a lot more than I can give you. I'm not telling you this is what you should do. But one option, call this phone number. They can help you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be perfect. You're going to. The police probably will get involved in this situation. This very specific situation. It was table like 30. A young girl comes up and tells the story. At first, starts like, oh, young girl. And then it just goes, pop, 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 pop. You know, to the point where I'm like, this is, maybe she's lying. Maybe she's making up this terrible, terribly, like, like every red flag at the suicide hotline, there's something called mandated report, which means, like, someone's if someone's abusing a child, if there's drugs around a child, like, you have to go, please. Just, you have to make a report because someone has to fix that situation. It's illegal. It's an illegal situation. Domestic abuse is fine. They don't, there's a line, but there's a certain thing, like, if you're a suicidal 14-year-old because your teacher is sexually abusing you, like, we don't just, like, that's something, someone's got to fix that. Yeah. So this is one of those situations where every every red flag is sexually abused. Okay. And I'm like, this, it's a problem. And since I'm not a mandated reporter, yeah, I'm not a mandated reporter, I'm not government employed, and teachers teachers are mandated reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, suicidal I mandate reporter warm line probably uh, you should as a scale issue there should be built in what to do in case of emergency I see it uh, which is why I don't want to just send people out on, on I mean I, I support it but I think the best way to scale is to say like let's find safe spaces your school if you're in school do it at your school at lunch once a week once a month yeah in your hometown a coffee shop you know i don't even remember what the question was the question was basically like uh what would it look like if you knew you couldn't fail and now the question was does it work not in person uh that was the question sorry what would it look like if i knew it couldn't fail probably the 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 table would be sponsored by the the warm lines the warm lines would be rebranded the listening line mm-hmm. uh, and they'd all be connected 988 will get you to any suit someone will pick up the phone because if this Call center is busy. It goes to the next one. Someone in the country will pick up. Uh, the the warm lines don't have that, which is it just seems like a no brainer. Um, and we talked about the texting thing earlier. You know, people like to write things. Holy out. shit! I f- not figured it out. It's the listening table. We're getting the most value out of it because we're the ones listening. That's right dang bro because we we are working on our listening skills that shit's crazy but i uh, i don't want to sound disrespectful but it's like the people that need help were the speakers but they did get help right we listened i don't know but we are gaining abilities to listen we did something by doing nothing it seems like we did by doing nothing we did something right um this is getting abstract and profound yeah there's so a what click. i'm going to say is yeah you get the most out of this table it, why is that a good thing i feel dirty no it's perfect 
Because you are working on your listening skills. And that's the whole goal. That's the whole message, right? Yeah. I got you. It's because everyone can be better listeners. Who is going to be a better listener? The guy who talked about his motorcycle accident for 20 minutes? Or you? Who listened to the whole story? I get it. My bad. It was just the fact that I was looking at the two people, mm-hmm. and then I was looking at the the seven to ten people that saw us today, and I was like, oh, wait, no, the, the value should be placed on the seven to ten people versus the two people. Just because I was like, you know, there's more people. They need the value. We're just like people. I get it, bro. Yeah. yeah. My bad. I just had kind of a brain fart. You got we, it. I no, got, you got it. Did you see how I got like we? I just, I had it's, a glitch. It's the, this is awesome to hear because mm-hmm. you, you get it now. The listening is, table. It's, yeah. It's for the listener. Yeah. The woman who shared about the husband thing, what did she get out of this? Doesn't, doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. You got so much out of that conversation that you can take with you and we can talk about it, you know, because I am intentionally trying to make you a better listener. Yeah. That's why you came out. That's why I gave you the rules. That's why we reflected about everything because we get to say, what can we do? What do we do better today? What can we do better next time? She goes off. It doesn't even matter from a what my goal is perspective. Personally, would love her the best. Wish her the best. But me and you, we're talking about this so you can be a better listener, so you can do the table, so we can do the domino effect, so we can I got scale you. the table. I'm with you, bro. So here it is. It's like the listening table. We were just at the gym, but we were yeah. at the gym for the brain. We, right. we, we went to the gym, and the, the, the people working out were behind the sign. Exactly. And the weights were in front of the sign. Yes. So I was thinking it was fu- – I thought we were the weights – Mm. and they were the people who were supposed to be lifting it was the other way around bro that shit's weird like it's weird to click it and it goes like full circle it like i said the whole coaching thing bro sometimes i got to hear things four mm-hmm. five six seven eight times and i go oh this is it and now i like that she was the weights and we were the people power cleaning yeah we power clean that lady oh fuck power clean that whole group of i loved that end. bro we got swole as fuck today like seriously yeah feeling i'm feeling gonna feel sore tomorrow pumped. yeah that was yeah, awesome pumped. you're gonna go and see hannah today and be like what's good how was your day yeah. and you're gonna hear whatever she says yeah dude that shit's so dope and what you're doing bro is it's fucking awesome you're on a cord i'm telling you bro like i know everybody everybody's saying this shit but i'm saying it like you're on a fucking cord this shit's gonna work Appreciate it's already it. working like I recognize it, man. I didn't do a single, I didn't record a second of audio, a second of video for the first 65 times I did it. I feel like that's how it should be, though, is how many times do you think I've done a podcast before I recorded it? I don't know. How many times have you done a podcast before you recorded it? I started listening to podcasts when I was like 18. Mm-hmm. I started it. I started this podcast like four months ago. Yeah. At the end of the summer, bro. I've been consciously talking to fucking Joe Rogan and Dak Shepard and Lewis Howes and Gary V. Yeah. So when I hit record, I go, oh, no, this is natural. This is fluid. I know what the fuck natural thoughts is going to be about. Mm. So it's like, it's just weird. That's the thing. And then you started repping it. I practiced, got in it, got in it, got in it, and then started swimming. I said, I'm the weight. I'm the weight right now, huh? Mm, yeah, you're the weight. <laughs> I, weight. Uh, I don't know if, yeah, I wouldn't say you're the weight because you're my partner in this right now. True. You're my co-host right now. So it's like the weight is thought, I think. Yeah. So that's what it is. And it's it's growth. That's what we're after. Yeah. So I'm not lifting you. I think I'm lifting with you. So it's like Solid. that. that's the, the easiest thing is just movement. Like meatheads like me, dude, It's it's so 
when you're formed like in a gym or just as an athlete, you relate everything to the lessons, the life lessons that you learned at seven years old when I was running around a cone. You know what I mean? Just learning. Like when you do certain things through puberty and develop, the mind is so different Mm -hmm. and it's so just movement based. Like it's so... It's just weird. There's certain things that are just like, oh, yeah, no, I get that. And But that's how I recognize patterns is I go this, this, this. Oh, weights. I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Miyamoto Masashi. like what Masashi. you said, become a, become a master at one thing. You become a yeah. master at 10,000 other things. Right. Just like the pursuit of sport or anything competition by competing within your adolescence mm-hmm. allows you to turn professional in something else other than sport. This many people, five people become NBA champions. Yeah. But when you really are able to become, you know, the next business leader, the next listening table expert, the next this and that, bro, that's where you're, that's, you got to read the book of five rings. I gotta. Mm-hmm. That's, bro, it's fucking key. It's timeless. That shit's dope. But I got two more questions for you, bro. Hit me. And then we can kind of just, you know, fizzle it out and Make it nine minutes. T- take it. Yeah, I got you. You're talking about schools. I don't. I don't know if your school homeboy, if your school connect was that legit. But would you be open to doing this down? Finals week is coming up. Towards you know, we got about another two weeks, three weeks until finals. I know students at Cal State Long Beach, bro, got a lot on their mind, man, a lot on their plate. Would you be down to maybe set something up? No doubt. I'm doing UCLA next month. I got invited. Oh, I got UCLA. Cool. I think that just like I do it there until someone does. I can do it here. And I go somewhere else. Oh, Because okay. it's not, like, what, did I do something that's crazy? Yeah. Like, I just thought that's easy. I, I mean, you. challenging, but doable. This is what I'll try to do, is I'll try to, um... I'll so, try- yeah, I come down. I got you. Cool, if you're confirming sure. it. I definitely want you to get the, uh, you know, the love, too. So, like, mm-hmm. I you definitely, you know, you're good at just setting it up, but I want to see if I can reach out to, like, the president of the school and see Maybe. if I can, like... School paper would be cool. School paper, but you know what's bigger than the school paper is probably like the school, like the media side. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. I'm trying to get a little bit of buzz around yeah. it, so I want to see if we can. You know, help it'd be with cool that. if I could give some kind of talk to a group. Okay. Just because I'm vibing. I don't have that type of per. I mean, if you the, know if what the I mean? president, if the president, or, you know, if the okay, media, yeah, just if it works, because I'm trying to think of. Yeah, come down and listen. But ultimately, I am trying to spread a message. You know, I'm trying to to educate some some guys about what yeah. they can do. Guys and girls. So I would do it. And whatever we can do to make it cool would yeah. be awesome. I mean, you know, there is a yes. Cool. For sure. But definitely, definitely start don't. it. I want I want your next one or, you know, next one together to be let's yeah. go to Cal State Long Beach. And then for sure, I'm making it mandatory for Hannah within, you know, maybe early next year when we get back. I, want, I need her to come do a listening be table because that shit was crazy. And it was like the best experience i've had all month for sure like it was awesome thanks for inviting me out bro and just dude you invite yourself continue i mean i yeah but i'm so (laughs) glad you reached out that was amazing first podcast i've ever been on Uh uh-huh shout out to venture had a good time bro i have one last question for you that i asked all our guests that come on the show who's somebody that you would want to see on this podcast that you could connect me with that you would you know hit up and you'd like to see on this show Somebody that I'd want you to have on this show. Well, we already got Aaron. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a good question. I'm gonna think about it. Yeah. I'm gonna think about it. I'm trying to think about it because you're you have a very broad concept, somebody, which is just like you're anything that is, yeah. that's good to talk about. Um. 
I got a friend who's a good musician. I like He's it. on tour in South Korea right now. I'm sure it'd be fun as hell. He's one of my best friends in the world. Oh, yeah. He's local, though? Like, when he gets back? or Yeah, he lives, like, uh, in the valley. SoCal, though. Yeah. That's doable. Yeah. He would just be a fun guy to have on the podcast. Shout out. Give him a shout out. What's his name? Hero. <laughs> Hero. You going to be on this pod? Natural thoughts would be awesome. Cool. Hero, bring anyone you want on the pod. Have a little situation. Because uh, he does some cool stuff. Awesome. You know, I know some artists. I'm trying to think of someone with a message that I really like. Because uh, I think I'm really trying to spread a message. So I'm trying to think about who would be good to have for the podcast. Honestly, my brother, Errol. Okay. He started a whole media thing, LFG Sports. Uh, and they, it's kind of, I know he get bad at me for saying this, so I'm, I'm going to, it's not Barstool. It's a media operation that shows like the fan experiences of sports. And they have hella on TikTok and a girl on Instagram. And they've built this organization where they have LFG Sports, but they also have different branches lfg penn state and lfg ohio state and lfg alabama and so it's a it's like a student-led well he him and his uh partner griffin have come they're not students anymore but it's it's a student affiliated brand you know everyone records their own sports games and does media content it's really cool uh, how much work they've put into building this media organization that's starting to break even which is awesome that sounds super media, interesting amazingly cool yeah. he's gonna be in town uh over the holidays okay i'm sure he would be thrilled to talk about lfg on the podcast got you is he um you said he's from the east coast right he was born here but he lives in new york right now i got you okay he's yeah. 25 cool all right well bro you got anything you want to leave the people with man any final yeah thoughts? yeah yeah i do want to ask a question to the people have you listened to this entire podcast if you have let me know because i want to know about if if anything resonates with you if you were able to listen to i don't know two hours of me talking and venture talking it's amazing i had a question do you think this was a long podcast i mean it's longer than the podcast i listen to isn't it like joe rogan goes three hours but like Gary Vaynerchuk was like 20 minutes. I've listened to about an hour 50 of Gary V before. Sure. Yeah. That's not I mean, if people are doing it, like I'm super, because I'm all, I'm all like, if I make a video for social media, it's more than like 11 seconds. You know, people are going to be like, oh, I don't watch all thing. Mm-hmm. So to me, to think that someone all about listening skills, so it's so funny. Like if someone, if you listen to this and you vibe, please, please let me know. Cause I read everything and I my message is all about hearing people, so I would love to hear the people. Okay. Fair? Yeah. Reach out. Go ahead and uh, tell them where you can you find me at Orly's Listening Table on Instagram and TikTok. TheListeningTable.com. Yeah. Hit what you else? up, bro. Yeah. That was it, man. We just closed it out by saying thank you. I had a good time. Hope you had a blast. Such a good time. Be this is amazing. Those, yeah. Be hitting those people up, and um, yeah. Yeah, be- I'll get you connected. All right. Peace out, people. Bye. Peace out and have a great listening day. Ah!